Collective Podcast. My name is Joe O'Neill, and I am here with my co-host, Mark Cook. Yo. And today we have a special guest, Titus Haug, who is a musician, a photographer, an artist, and I think uh, this will be a really fun conversation. So, Titus, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat with you guys. Man, we're super, super excited to have you here on the podcast. And for those of you who are wondering who Titus is, man, we followed him for a long time through social media. But Titus, man, really want you to share a little bit more of your story growing up from from living in Asia, what that looked like, to how you ended up in the U.S., where you're based now. Um, I So I grew up in Japan. My parents moved there in the 80s, and they... You know, they're from, my dad's from South Dakota and my mom's from Mississippi. And they basically had a heart to go serve the people in Japan. So they moved out there and I was born into that context. So, you know, I always knew, um, you know, American citizen, but my whole upbringing was in Asia. Bro, are you speaking fluent Japanese still? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I went to public Japanese school. So I have to be honest and say I'm getting a little bit rusty just because, you know, for t- the last 10 years, I've barely spoken it. But I'm, you know, I'll have it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Titus, what's what's one of your favorite things about uh, about the Japanese culture? What's one thing you really miss? Dude, there's so many things I miss. But um, if I would just say this, the favorite thing about the culture is there's an excellence in Japanese people that is very evident and it's kind of ingrained in the culture. And, you know, like in Japan, for instance, if, if you're going to do sports as a kid, you know, you don't do baseball and soccer and football and swim team. You choose one sport and that's all you do for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And you put all your time and effort and energy into Dial it. it in. You better just hope that you pick a sport you really are going to love long term. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's not that there's anything wrong with doing it the other way, but I'm just sharing that to say, you know, that's kind of how they are as a people. You know, people, an individual will choose something that they're really into and then they'll, you know, pour themselves into that thing and become really good at it. That's rad, man. Okay, yep. so there till you're there till ninth grade, and then yes. and then back to back to the Midwest or where to? No, so so then then it was time to basically start to learn in English. So I mean, I spoke English, but I'd never gone to school in a you know English speaking context. Oh, that would be so wild, bro, dude. Yeah, I mean. In a sense, for me, it was it was just my life, so it's not necessary that it felt wild, but it was it was cool for me to go from you know only learning in Japanese to then I moved to Thailand for three years, and that that it was an international school, and you know just for the first time in my life, I had friends that were you know spoke English and. There were kids from Australia and Canada and the U.S. And yeah, dude, it was actually that's that was a very life changing time for me because I, you know, I grew up in, you know, Japan and around Christianity and 
all that stuff. But I, when I moved to Thailand, just some, some crazy stuff started happening in my heart and, you know, whoever I am now, I feel, I feel like a lot of that is, you know, a lot of the, the, the good transformation I feel like happened in those years in Thailand. I love, I love that, man. When was it that you really felt like, cause you obviously have a, a variety of gifts, musical and I love, we love your photography. The surf stuff, especially is just so rad. Um, but when was it you started feeling like, yeah, like I've got these artistic, uh, interests and abilities. I mean, I, music was always there in my life. I mean, my dad's a piano player and I started playing guitar pretty young, you know, probably in second or third grade. I just had a natural inclination towards that. And I also was willing to put the time in to practice hard stuff. You know, I don't know fully. I, you know, actually I do remember specifically, you know, cause I had been playing for five years and kind of just messing around, but not too serious. And then I remember seeing this guitar lick that this guy played Paul this guy Paul Gilbert and I remember thinking man I'm never going to be able to play like that and I I had that thought like how I'll never be able to do that and then but then I was like dude he had to be where I was at some point there's no way he just like came out of the womb and could do that and and so I like challenged myself you know and this is probably like you know junior high or something I, I challenged myself to like play that lick slow every day. Mm-hmm. And in, in a one, in one month I could play it. And it was a crazy, some fast guitar thing that I ne- thought I'd never be able to do. And that, that made me realize as a kid, you know, like, Oh, if you, if you practice, you can do stuff. So that was a pretty good realization that has helped me a lot. You know? Yeah. I learned that way, way, way late. Uh, where I felt like, oh shoot, that's un- that's unachievable, and then was like, no, I, you know, I can figure out how to do this, you know, I can figure out how to kickflip into this or whatever, and just right trying and trying and trying and being like, oh, this is achievable, <laughs> right? But right. it just means having to really like dial it in. So, so music from a young age. What about some of the other stuff that you're that you're into, especially when it comes to like photography? Right around the time I moved to Thailand, so early high school I remember wanting to buy a camera because I you know I I like doing artsy things you know like pottery or drawing or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's not like I was crazy good at anything like that I just liked to appreciate it and I remember trying to buy a camera at that age and you know ended up just getting this you know cheap you know I don't know what they're even called anymore but just like a point and shoot you know yeah cool pics shape yeah something like that and (laughs) and i i kind of messed around in high school but i when i came to the states for college i kind of hit this point where i was still traveling a lot and i was going to go to india and i was just thinking man i really need to just get a good camera because i know that i'm going to be inspired by what I see. And that's, I feel like that maybe, you know, early college age is when I really started to 
kind of honed my craft with photography and it, and then it was a slow, you know, one thing leads to the next and then you keep getting inspired and, and growing and trying new things and it kind of becomes your own art form. You know, I was traveling to all these crazy places and I really wanted to document just for memories, even what I was seeing. And that kind of is the beginning stages of what led to me eventually doing what I do now. Do you remember what that first camera was that you got when you went to college? The The first nicer camera I got was a Canon 70. I mean, I've had so many since then, but you know, then I got a 60 and then I got a 5D Mark IV and, you know, and now I actually pretty much only shoot film. Dude, it's kind of wild. We were talking about that even before the podcast and, and to do surf photography in yeah. the water with just film is not easy. I mean, like try, <laughs> tr- trying, to, trying to take pictures of people surfing, being in the right spot, being right in the impact zone or sitting in front of waves. And yeah, dude, it's pretty, pretty impressive, man. Thanks, dude. I mean, it's it's been a funny journey with that too. I when I graduated college, my number one goal was I want to do music as for my work, you know. But I also knew at the same time that that would be hard to. You can't just say, "Oh, I want to do music for work," and then suddenly you're like making a living, you know. I knew it was going to be a journey, so I started picking up these photography jobs and you know, I've been surfing for a long time and pretty much every day surfing. And I was a photographer, but I didn't have a water housing. And I was working at this coffee shop and this dude walks in with the water housing in his hand. And I was so interested. And I I was like, Oh, you know, like, tell me about that. And I was asking his advice and he, he told me about this film camera called a Nikonos and I was like, Oh, where can I see your work, man? And he's like, Oh, you know, it's, it's this, it's his name was Todd Glazer. And it was, I remember going home from work that day and looking on his website and then slowly realizing that not only was he a surf photographer, he was the surf photographer, yeah, like <laughs> one of the best ones out there. Yeah. Like, you know, Kelly Slater's personal guy, Dang, man. you know, multiple surfer magazine covers just legend and I had no idea you know but he told me about that camera and and eventually I got one and started figuring out how to use it well that's what I said to Mark earlier today was like I'm like I think it looks like all film he's shooting these days but it looks so good man do you so with the um, with shooting film I know it's a lot harder than digital but do you do you develop your own prints or you send them off? You got some place you like to send them off and get developed or what's your process like for that? Yeah. I, at this point, what I'm doing is I will, you know, I'll shoot the film. I'll have it developed at a lab and then I'll scan it myself. You know, I was paying $30 a roll just for the scan. Yeah. And then, you know, development, add development and film and, you know, it can be like forty dollars a roll. Dude, what's your what's your what's your photography budget for <laughs> rolls of film? 
basically the net profit of every year is non-existent because it's all <laughs> everything <laughs> made is spent to do more. Hey, you just know? shoot it up. Yeah, no doubt. I want to back up for a second and ask how you kind of got into the surf scene. If you surf, like how you kind of got into shooting surf stuff. You know, no one had surfboards where I grew up and my parents didn't know anything about it. So it it wasn't the place, the time for me yet. But um, I was a skateboarder and I, I discovered skateboarding when I came to the States one time and I just immediately loved it, you know. Yeah. So I kind of had a, an attraction to that. And um, I guess one year when I was in high school, we went to Hawaii briefly and I, that's kind of when the full just obsession started. That was the beginning. And as soon as I moved to the States, I, the first thing I did was buy, buy a board and started surfing as much as I could. Total side note, but I'm actually starting to shoot a lot of skate stuff. Bro, I'm looking for it. I'm looking through the feed. I'm like, I need to see some skate stuff from Titus. Yeah, it's, I mean, I live in Southern California, you know, so it, it was inevitable, but I'm starting to get pretty excited about that again. Super cool. Well, I'm, I'm psyched to see that. So you've shot some pretty big names yourself with surfing. I, you got some stuff from Kelly Slater on there and some other dudes. How do you, yeah. how do you go about like kind of, you know, setting up a, a shoot like that? You know, what's funny about that is what, you know, because when I first started, I was, you know, just kind of trying to figure it out. And then I basically started working on this photography book that I'm still working on. And I I was thinking, you know, how do I how do I get shots of the best surfers? And it was just kind of a slow trickle up effect, you know, like I I shot with one guy and then that led to the next thing and that led to the next thing. And the the biggest thing I've learned is that if you show up to the right places, you know, that's where it's all happening. Like yeah. it would be different if I like tried to hit up Kelly and was like, hey, dude, let's shoot. Like, cause he'd be like, who's this guy? You know? Right, right. But if I show up at Pipeline on a 20 foot day with offshore wind, then everyone's going to be there. It seems like you're showing up in the right place a lot. It also seems like you're traveling a lot. Is that something that you do intentionally or it's just kind of maybe it's become ingrained in you? But um, are you traveling a good bit still? Yeah, I mean, obviously last year was a little different than usual. But I, the, I think the way that I approach things, whether it's music or photography, is I, I kind of set the most extravagant, big goal that I possibly could even think of something that something that feels impossible. And, and then I just start working towards it, you know, and you know, you may, maybe you'll never hit the actual thing, but you'll get pretty close, you know, and that's, you know, for me, that's been, I feel like that's been a really great way to approach art is just like, what's exactly what you want to do. And like, how can I take steps every day to move towards that? And, you know, with um, traveling and stuff that it all kind of plays into that. Cause you know, I'll be like, Oh, I want to, I want to work on a, a series of surf photos on film. And these are the places I need to go. And these are the people that I want to shoot. And, you know, I guess I am a very, 
you know, fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy, but I also have a general guideline of like what I'm trying to do. And that will lead me to be like, well, there's this crazy wave in Southern Mexico and you know, I don't know how I'm going to get there or who's going to be there, but maybe I can make some contacts and drive down some sketchy roads and find it. That's, that's you, Mark. I feel like Bro, you'll find you'll get all you I'm saying to. is, so listen, Titus, I'm planting this seed right now that one of your goals for 2021 needs to be come on a ride nature trip so that you and I can hang together. But I'm not going to be the <laughs> one. Sur- I, I, I will definitely surf, but it's not going to be photo worthy. I, I've tried to film and take photos in the water. And like I said, dude, it's really hard. But I think the yeah. hardest part for me is sitting there watching people surf and you're just holding the camera. You get you get bummed out at all when you're in the water watching people, especially like on, an, on a pretty mellow. I mean, obviously... The photos, I'm looking at a picture of Nathan Florence at Pipeline, and I'm thinking, yeah, probably not going to be paddling out, you know, with those guys. But some of your pictures, it's like head high, glassy, and I'm just thinking, I can't imagine sitting there in the water not getting to surf. It's like pretty selfless, man, when you think about it, the act of, of a surf photographer. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely feel that. For me, it's a balance because I, I genuinely enjoy just if I'm in the ocean, I don't, there's a part of me that's like, I don't need to be surfing as long as I'm there. But if I do too much photography and am not surfing, then that kind of takes away the inspiration for me. So I, I just try to have a balance. Like, like since I've been back from Hawaii, cause all I did there was shoot and the waves were amazing the whole time. It's funny though. Cause I do, maybe this is one of those dreams of mine that just maybe it's impossible but i would like to surf waves like that too you and me both brother but i'm not i'm not there i know i'm not there but i can swim out there and you know take a couple on the head but (laughs) i it's different it's different when you're surfing you know totally it's you're just putting yourself in the most critical spot um what about dude i hate to even bring this up because i feel like this is like taboo in the surf world but you ever have any close encounters with sharks while you're in the water and you're just holding a camera see i feel like that's a question that i should ask since i'm like skate rat not surfer (laughs) i always think like oh there's got to be sharks in that water (laughs) i've never seen a shark while i'm shooting photos but there's there's been times that they've felt sharky i mean there i was shooting this one spot in new south wales and I met up with this kid who was a friend of a friend and his dad is this crazy pro surfer and he is really, really good. Surfs kind of like Craig Anderson, but he just doesn't care about competing. And so I connected with him and didn't ask any questions besides let's go shoot barrels. And we show up to this spot and it's this crazy left hand slab. And at the time, I'd never seen anything like it before. I This was before I had ever gone to Hawaii to shoot or anything. And it was this crazy wave. And it was so far out. I mean, you had to swim, you know, it felt like close to a mile. I don't know if that's true, but it definitely Dang. felt like it. And there's all this current. And, you know, I shot for four hours. And I was having the time of my life. But you know, it was just like this kind of, you know, definitely felt like, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of floating out in the middle of nowhere. 
yeah. in a place that I've never been to. And I'm the only guy shooting photos. And I don't know, this feels a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> and later after we shot, I was, I didn't ask them this before for some, probably cause I was smart. I don't know. But I asked them later, I was like, dude, what's the shark situation out here? And he was like, Oh yeah, there's, it's been like this Mako like cruising around. Like, I think someone saw it yesterday. You know, so, you know, Australia is one of those places, especially oh, yeah. like th yeah. this guy was showing me a map of places that I should swim out to and should not. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you can swim out at this beach, but not at this one because that one's super sharky. So I don't know. It's just, you know, I've seen, I've seen sharks while I'm sur surfing and I'm good to go on the record saying that I'm actually in some point in my life hope that I get in a little baby shark attack. Like, yeah, well, you would like the scar. I just want to get like a little calf bite, yeah, you know, yeah. or maybe a foot. Oh, but <laughs> I mean, just definitely one that I'm going to survive yeah. and walk again. But I'm thinking, yeah. but if the, I'm a, if you I'm want a the scar, you want yeah. like a bit of yeah, a bit I mean the memory calf missing. But I'm just thinking, as a photographer, you got a camera in your hand, dude. That's going to be one of the most epic photos ever. You get a shark coming at you, no doubt, and you get the photo. Um, but do you know what's never at this, yeah. never at the skate park? Sharks, no, snakes, though. Definitely snakes. not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's scooters. funny, dude. I mean, Sk snakes I and like, scooters. I don't know, but you can't. You don't know that it would be a small bite. You know, you can. Lose no, your totally, life. man. <laughs> so. Well, thankfully for us, man, we're in Florida. We don't get a lot of big sharks, although there are some big sharks here. But we get a lot of small sharks yeah. that that hit and run. You know, it's just a quick nibble, and then they take yeah. a toe or finger, and then they're out. But um, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Yeah, exactly, dude. But I, to, speaking of being in sharky water, though, man, I was in India one time, and I surfed the Bay of Bengal. And right yeah. outside this little city called Kovalum. And, and I was the only one in the ocean. And I was sitting out there looking at the beach while people were looking at me. And I was thinking, I bet there's a lot of sharks in here, man. And it was one of those something it know. was one of those eerie feelings where all of a sudden you're like, why is no one else in the water right <laughs> now? You know, but yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, dude. Hey, so when you're out there, you know, that far out or whatever, and you're shooting, I mean, you've got some kind of just like float that's just chilling next to you or like, what's the situation? I mean, for me, I just tread water. I always have fins on and it's just fins. And, you know, if it's a cold place and you got your wetsuit a month ago, I treaded water for six or seven hours. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Yeah. If you have, I don't know. It's, it's not really as strenuous as you would think. Cause I mean, with, with me, I kind of use my breath to keep enough oxygen in to keep your head above and then kind of it's like you're using a little bit of everything you know you're using your arms a little bit your feet a little bit your breath a little bit and and if you have a wetsuit on that helps you float too it works out um right now are you your full-time freelance photographer musician or are you still working at a coffee shop or something no that was coffee shop was my senior year of college and a little bit after that and then I actually quit that to go on tour and then I've been freelance ever since then. But, and what would you say you think is the direction for you? Do you feel like m music is still the dream or you have you kind of started shifting into photography? No, I'd actually say I'm probably shifting more into music, but they're both, they're both always going to be there for me. I genuinely feel and, and maybe even called to do both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just just to be an artist you know and 
and to, you know, capture or create beautiful things and share that with people. We've talked a ton about about photography, but shifting into music, tell us um, for a listener, maybe maybe obviously at the end of this and in the description, you guys will find a link. We're gonna tag Titus and his his photography and music pages. But um, like, what kind of music? Like, how would you describe it? Yeah, I mean, in the past, I've just kind of called it folk rock. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, like, if a music expert was to label it. I'm not exactly sure what it would be, but it's kind of in that, you know, folky, independent world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually working on a record right now, and it's kind of different than what I've done in the past, just as far as the sound goes. And so... And that's kind of how I think art kind of happens. You know, it's just, it's like someone maybe heard my first album and they really liked it. And, and I, I really liked it and that's why I put it out. But, you know, I can't, you can't really come back and do the exact same thing twice. And so just always kind of changing as you go and making sure you're creating stuff that you're actually inspired to do. And hoping to keep doing that for sure. I threw a little bit of a kink, at least in playing uh, live music. But um, what does it? What does this year look like? Are you going to have a chance to for you and the band to go out and, and do some stuff, or, or are you going to be mostly focusing on recording? I mean, if touring does open up, then I will for sure be touring. But right now, the goal is to finish recording and lord willing maybe release in the summer and then i don't know what the fall would look like but if it was possible i'd definitely like to do some touring in the fall do you i mean when you're playing a show are you do you have a pretty big uh audience that you're playing with are you playing small shows like it's it's like pretty small still i'd say you know maybe like a hundred people on it on a decent show well, listen, man. Whenever you're ready to come out to Florida, dude, we've got yeah. a we've got a coffee shop that I'd say we could get 75 people in here, mm-hmm. and dude, we'll try our best. We'll pack it out for you, man. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, awesome. What's one artist or um, band or or whatever that you would want to go on tour with? Oh man, that's that's a hard question because there's so many bands I want to go on tour with, but maybe my sound isn't like theirs or, you know, it's, but I don't know. I mean, right now I've, I've been really liking this band called big thief. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that would be cool to go with them. Um, leaf Volbeck, the bar brothers, just pretty much a bunch of Canadians. I love Canadians. (laughs) There you go. There you go. It sounds ridiculous to say, but like, I just love Radiohead. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and, and i know that would never happen because i'm like the furthest thing from what they sound like but i mean it'd be cool to even just meet those guys so you said something earlier man that you just want to make beautiful things and the verse that immediately just popped in my mind so i'm going to read it real quick it's ephesians two ten. it says for we are his workmanship talking about god created yes. in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them mm-hmm. And I think about the phrase, man, I've always loved this phrase, created to create, mm-hmm. that we have a creator who is creative, you know, that, that, I mean, you just look at the complexity of earth and the sun, the sky, the, you know, creation, and God is like the ultimate artist. 
and that he created us to create also and to create beautiful things, man. And it's so rad to see you doing that through photography, through music, through through all of it, man. Just to piggyback on that then, Titus, what's it like for you to see the gifts that God's given you as a reflection of of his beauty, his creativity, and, and to be able to, I guess, honestly worship him and know him and, and love him and represent him through those things? Oh, dude, that's... I think about that all the time. I mean, even right now I'm looking at this crazy valley with trees and, and citrus and flowers and all this stuff. And I, I'm always looking at all this stuff that God's made and just blown away by it, you know? And, you know, I'm just looking at one little part of it too. You know, it's like, you can really start to hurt your head if you think about all the beauty that's out there. And that's kind of the place where I think my desire to, to um, reflect that comes from just, I think it's just a natural part of being created in God's image, you know, because yeah. he obviously likes beautiful things <laughs> and we're created in his image. And, you know, it's, it's funny with, music or photography and stuff with you know being a follower of jesus because there's kind of different ideas or surrounding what that could or should look like mm-hmm. and my personal thought on that is just that you know worship is about where you're giving the glory mm-hmm. and you know it's it doesn't have to be a painting of of jesus's face to be a Christian painting, you know, it can be a tree or a flower, you know, but it's more of attributing like the goodness and the glory of that to like the creator, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think you capture beauty so well, um, especially visually. And, and I was thinking about that even this morning and just like how beautiful God must be for us to catch a glimpse of it. Uh, in one another, right? As as his created in his image, but then in just everything that surrounds us, and knowing that like <laughs> we can't even fathom. Like I, one of my prayers this morning even was like, Lord, help me to understand what's ununderstandable about you, and about h- how deep and wide and and long and high is your love mm. and your beauty and your and your goodness. But how cool it is that he invites us to then like take things we're passionate about and enjoy. And yeah. and use them and and put his beauty on display. I think it's just such a gift to us. It really is, man. I I will literally just start tearing up sometimes, just looking at you know <laughs> everything that I'm able to do in my life, or even honestly, even just being alive. It is, you know, it's amazing and we don't deserve it. You know, I mean, I know what I deserve. It's not that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really inspired by just like the gift that it is to, to be able to even be a small part of, you know, reflecting God's beauty in those ways. For sure, man. Well, a couple last question, maybe as we kind of close out, um, where can people can find you now? Like where's your hometown? Yeah, I live in I live in San Diego. What's your address? <laughs> What's my I'm just, address? I'm just kidding, bro. If people want to come over and like visit you, no, okay, so you're in San Diego. Um, 
Where where are you surfing San Diego? Where can they find you at the beach? Where do you like? I, there's a guy here in Florida. He runs an Instagram called Golfster, and I'm always trying to figure out where he's at because it's like sometimes you'll go surf there, and if he's on the beach, he'll take photos. You know, if you're lucky <laughs> right. enough, you'll get it on his Instagram feed, then you can screenshot it and then be like, oh, sick, I got a photo. But um, do you ever you post up at a beach in San Diego ever to take photos? You know, it's it's funny because I just go wherever the waves are good. So I mean, that's pretty much. Uh, hundred mile radius for me on this coast but i mean just for personal surfing like a daily surf i i'm often in north north county san diego like swamis or you know encinitas and we didn't even and we didn't even go into this but like are you what kind of you old school are you you kind of for anyone that well hopefully when people are listening they're going to go follow you and they're going to see you but you look at your pictures, you look like a retro surfer right out of the 70s. Is that what you're surfing? You're surfing like old school shapes, longboards or, yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, my personal surfing is more more in that yeah, uh, zone Yeah. of, you know, single fins and yeah. twin fins. And, you know, I still like to go out on bigger days, but just maybe not as much, um, you know, potato chip boards. But For sure. I do... I love um, capturing and watching all forms of surfing. And, you know, like most guys at Pipeline, they're riding th- thrusters and they're doing great. And it, you, when someone doesn't ride a board like that, the surfing doesn't look as good, you know, because that's what that wave's made for. And it's all about having fun, you know. For sure, man. So wherever waves are good, if, if the waves are good in Southern California and you're listening and you're in that area, just go there and then look for Titus on the beach with the, or in the water, I suppose, with the camera. Yeah, in the water. And then what about, are you, uh, are you a part of a church in, in Southern California in San Diego? Yeah, I'm actually, I just moved um, during pandemic, but I was a part of this church, Park Hill Church. And now I'm kind of going to their, their sister church up, up north. Just really good people, man. Well, where can people find you, man? Obviously on social media. What's your what's your Instagram handle? Instagram, I have two. My music is just T I T U S H A U G, Titus Haug. And then uh, my photo one's just Titus Anthony. With an underscore, right? In between Titus Anthony. Yes, yes, there is an underscore. Yeah, yeah, Titus underscore Anthony. <laughs> just making sure man who knows who titus anthony is without the underscore <laughs> i think we <laughs> that's true that's true uh, yo uh, just search titus on instagram and he'll come up it's, it's there it's there and then <laughs> and then Thanks, music buddy. music's obviously spotify itunes all the above i would assume yeah 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 i at this point spotify is, seems to be doing pretty good for artists so yeah you know spotify or apple music yeah Titus, well, thanks, man. It's been like seriously a joy just to kind of hang out virtually here and, and hear what God's doing in your life and, and your passion. So I appreciate you just taking some time and sharing those with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, man. And for everyone listening, just want to encourage you with this. Trading in the endless pursuits for one that leads to hope in life. Together we become the Pursuit Collective. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.